What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Good morning, everybody. Clark and Bobby are here. Hello. We are in the Proverbs now and excited to be there. We're in Proverbs chapter 3. And today we're just going to kind of break down a little bit of what's going on in chapter 3, but really even about uh, the book of Proverbs as a whole and the gift that it is. Yeah, and really this is a beautiful gift. If there's ever a time we needed the wisdom of God or, as the Bible says, the wisdom of Solomon, it's today. And as we unpack it, um, we're going to unpack it at different levels each and every podcast. But today we're going to jump in and look at Proverbs chapter 3 and some of the verses that stuck out to us. Obviously, you could unpack every single verse because it's gold jam-packed with helpful tips. Um, The first one that sticks out for us is verse 7, and this is what it says. It says, Do not be wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and shun evil. And that word shun is only used two times in the Bible. The other time it's used is in Job 28, um, verse 28, and it says, Fear the Lord is wisdom, to shun evil is understanding. Um, When that word shun is used, it's used to basically say to depart from, to exit, to leave. And so here he's saying, you want to be wise. And as you can hear, we got baby Quinn with us um, to to shun and and say goodbye and depart from anything that's not helpful. So for Bobby and I at a practical level, we're thinking through constantly what we're watching on TV, what we're listening to, what we're scrolling through on our Instagram. Um, And we're trying to do the same for our children. And so this is not something we think should be like a yearly spring cleaning you know, we got to clean the house, but it actually should be a day-to-day um, evaluation of what is there in my life that needs to be gone. Um, and that's kind of where we're at. Right. And that's kind of what, um, that's what Proverbs and really the whole Bible here are helping us kind of lay out is we don't want to live into the narrative or the pathway that the world has laid out for us, but we want to live into the plan and the pathway that the Lord has laid out for us. And there's Uh, like Clark said, like shunning evil, just living in healthy boundaries from screens, all kinds of stuff like Clark just said. We're not really saying this. Clark and I aren't deciding what the standard is. Instead, we're searching the scriptures saying, okay, Lord, can you show us, you know, what should we, how can we be putting up a boundary? What's boundary? What's your standard? And so that's kind of spoken to again, here in the Proverbs, all over the place, chapters one, two, and now today in chapter three, too, is that, um, you know, the narrative of our world, our culture would say the the highest objective is our own happiness. You know, that's what we're aiming for is if you're not happy, if you're not, you know, most fulfilled, if you're not your best self, well, then you need to get out of wherever you are and you need to be seeking out your own happiness and and <laughs> what... Um, that's just going to be a frivolous search, you know, without Jesus Christ as Lord. And that's what the Proverbs are laying out here too, is actually, this is the best way. These are the boundaries that are going to help you live the most fulfilled, you know, the longest, the the um, the most whole and healthy life is a life hidden in Jesus Christ. And so, I mean, if we'll go right to chapter three, verses 11 and 12, kind of speaks of how it's a life of love, but it's also a life um, that's disciplined. And so this is verses 11 and 12. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves and a father and as a father, the son he delights in. And so that's 
just a clear distinction. You know, we think of in the world, if, you know, if you're getting disciplined, well, something bad must be happening. But there's really, Clark will kind of go through, there's a couple different ways to look at discipline here. But as a whole, it's still that theme, you know, that the world's way is, um, is, you know, this easy, natural way. Well, it feels good to my body. Well, it feels good, you know, those kinds of things. And the Lord's way is a way of self-control and surrender and a way that we pick up our cross. I mean, I'm thinking of Matthew 6 here too, where Jesus is telling his disciples, um, this is the way that you follow me is by picking up your cross, denying yourself and following me. And so that's kind of the path that's the path that's well loved, a path where you actually get to experience um, peace and joy, and where you actually get to enter into um, a, a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so it's it's like we said in these verses, it's a life of discipline too. And like Bobby said, when you look at the word discipline, um, it's twofold. One, discipline can be a really positive thing. You think about spiritual disciplines like prayer and fasting, science and solitude worship. For me as an athlete, I think of uh, being disciplined and uh, completing your task on the basketball court or being disciplined and waking up and running or being disciplined and eating healthy. The same goes for a musician and anybody, any other habit you want to create and keep. Um, so when it comes to the life of David, let's use an example here. There are positive disciplines that he used. And when it came to guarding his sheep and the flock, I'm sure he had disciplines and defeated the lion and the bear. He looked at his training, his upbringing, then allowed him defeat, to defeat Goliath. Now, let's look at discipline in a negative sense. When it came to David uh, committing adultery with Bathsheba, murdering, murdering her husband, um, there were uh, consequences, and the Lord disciplined David in that sense. So as you look at it, there are a couple different ways you can look at the word discipline, but at the end of the day, God's going to bring instruction, uh, correction, and guidance to those he loves, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's a gift. Um, I remember one of my basketball coaches telling me that um, it's when the basketball coach stops coaching you that you need to be worried, because if you're contributing to the team, if you're going to help the team win, the coach is going to get after you. He's going to bark at you. He's going to tell you what you did wrong, and if it's a good coach, eventually instructs you into what is right. Um, and it's when the, if the coach isn't saying anything to you at all, you know that you're right in the end of the pine and you're not going to contribute at all. So grateful for God's word that brings instruction um, and direction and that God also relates to us in a very personal way. And the Holy Spirit brings conviction when we miss it. Mm-hmm. And it's ultimately to guide us back to what's true. And so as we wrap up, there's one more verse we wanted to unpack. And Bobby's going to read that for us. It's Proverbs 3, verse 27. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to act. And what stuck out to us there is oftentimes we think of, you know, sin as something that we did. We thought, we said, it's an action. Uh, here, the, the, the author of Proverbs, Solomon, saying, and don't miss out on the opportunities that God's laid before you to do good for those who, who are there. Right. I, there's so many things I think that can come to mind, but one of, I feel like just the simplest ways is we, um, we sometimes will think things and we don't say them, things of blessing, things of gratitude over, you know, people in our family, even people we encounter day to day. And, um, I think that there is power in words. I think a lot of you would agree with that. And I think sometimes 
the Holy, Holy Spirit might be prompting you, you know, just to give your son a blessing, give your daughter a blessing, um, speak positively at your work or online, speak positively, share. I mean, right now, church is doing um, a proverb a day in August, the entire month. Share what stuck out with you. Um, like Clark said, sometimes we focus on what we're doing. Um, and this is just a good reminder that, you know, there's sins in omission too. And so like this proverb says, um, don't withhold good. Don't withhold yeah. good. Yeah. When, you, when it is in your power to give it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, lots of really good stuff in Proverbs. I It's been a joy to be able to read what everybody's kind of posting is sticking out from them online because it really is kind of that like common sense, like down to earth book of the Bible that's like, yeah, that's really good. That applies. Like every verse, every oh, yeah. verse, that, that's good. That yeah. applies. Yeah. So as we wrap up, like Bobby said, we want to encourage you, the proverb challenge, there's 31 days this month, 31 proverbs, post the verse that stuck out to you and ask other people what stood out to them. Yeah. Encourage one another to, to get in the word yeah. and hopefully the Lord will glean, will glean some of the wisdom God has for us here. Mm-hmm. So excited to go through proverbs with you. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.